Oh, am I starting? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a new year. But is it really going to be a new you? I mean, what's going to make this year any different? I mean, what's going to keep you committed? What's going to make you stay dedicated to that mission? Anybody can talk it, but the question is, can you live it? The question is, can you be consistent? It's easy to make a decision, but what's hard is staying loyal to your vision. What's hard is waking up every day to go get it. Ain't nothing in this world given. So if you want to make a change, get outside your comfort zone and stop living inside your limits. Stop playing with your life. Get up and go I told you that a few times. Because anything is possible. To the get out your believe, comfort zone. You got to believe. You got to feel that purpose in your soul. Because too many people oh, set goals, but they never oh, come to work to see their dreams unfold. That can't be you. It's time to break through. It's time for you to stay loyal to what you said you were going to do. Even when that Amen. Even when that struggle gets the best of you. Don't what do you say his name was? Not there to break you. Trent it's Shelton. just there to test you. Trent it's Shelton. It's just to show you how bad you really want it. Facebook. And to be real with you, when you're serious about change, you don't need a new year because all you need is a new moment. So on it. It's time to kill those old ways. Because when you're focused on your vision and committed to your purpose, you don't have to chase money because dedication pays. But those Absolutely. Gotta break. That mindset reshaped. You got to believe the odds are beatable even when the odds say it's impossible. That's what I call faith. And that's what's going to take 24 7, 365. You got to live it, breathe it, be it every single day. Conquer any challenge that gets in the way. And remember, it's more about what you do and less about what you say. So if you couldn't say one word, action speak louder than speak? words. Would it still say you about conquering your struggle, create new peaks? Would it still say you about getting the most out of your life? Every moment matters. When you realize 150. And the song I got queued up is perfect for this. Maybe not the content, but just the title of the song, Overtime. When you fight Putting in overtime. What's the legacy? Above and beyond. you going to leave. Stop playing with your life in 2017. It's rehab time. Still relevant to this day. Tag three people to this video and just tell them to press play. Straight up. Yeah. Baby, he's the reason for the way you feeling. I know what you need and you can get it on site. Yeah. And now. And now. Welcome to all things black and white. In the world. Put in overtime, let me do you better. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode, All Things Black and White Podcast, Episode Three. Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to All Things Black and White. 
I am your host, Marcus, with my lovely wife, Emily Joe Birum. What up? Oh, I got a what up. Just <laughs> kind of moved my baby in. Uh, yeah, we recorded some drops while wifey was out in her hair dyed. Oh, you did that today. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Look how quick I work. So, um, yeah, this is her first time hearing those. Uh, we got one more for you. Mommy, show you. <laughs> <laughs> let me do you better yep 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 that's your let me so i gotta hit my daddy drops hold on now yeah so she did record one like that mommy and then with the whole last and i was like no 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 i do something different i do something different but um it turned out good it turned out good this song overtime i love it chris brown off the extended album Indigo that already had like 50 something songs on there. Either way, pretty good, pretty good album right there. But um, how you feeling tonight, baby? Better that the kids are in bed. Of course. Aren't we all? Every parent has that feeling. Is that good now? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Just want to make sure you can make sure the audio, everything's going all right. Um, yeah, isn't every parent their best or their happiest when the kids are down for the night, especially when they've just been in the house all day, nothing to do or everything to do, just in the house running around acting crazy. Being their personal jungle gym. You hate that. It gets old as the day goes on. You can only be climbed on so much. Yeah. The little bony elbows. Sensitive body. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Every move. I don't know. I just find, I don't know. I guess there's that dad in me that don't mind it because it's like, all right, let's go. Climb on me, whatever. Throw you off of me. Get up, run away, play, and then distract you with something else but see if i readjust them and move them away he starts crying which is also very wearing you gotta find a way to i don't know maneuver it in a different way like detour him somewhere else i don't know he's very strong you gotta do it like in a funny joke i don't know that's how i do it doesn't always work Gotta try. He wants his mommy. Mommy, show you. <laughs> he wants his mommy and you. That is pretty cute. It's my little man. But um, so wifey put most of the topics in here on tonight's episode, episode three, all things black and white podcast. Where you want to start? Just go right down the line. Go for it. Well, you should go for it. You wrote it down. Oh, you're the one looking at it, aren't you? Okay, well, before we knew that there was going to be a pandemic, obviously, top of the year, January, bringing in the new year, woohoo! we didn't say the new year, new me deal, but we did want it to kind of attack it in a different way and um, just put together, you know, a lot of goals that we wanted to accomplish. What was at the top of that list 
was a half marathon that um, would have been coming up like in a few weeks, two, three weeks. Um, But they ended up obviously canceling that. But that was at the top of our list of completing that. Uh, Wifey had it at the top of her list actually probably for the last two years or three maybe. Two at least, yeah, because Ryan will be two. Yeah, and um, I mean, I sports, I've ran, I'm in shape, I'm athletic, things like that. So that's, you know, that struck me as a challenge. And being able to do that with my wife was definitely, you know, um, an even greater challenge. So we had that. Um, me wanting to be a coach, trainer, me wanting to get my CCW. Um, I'm trying to think, like, it's just some... What was some of mine? Because I almost forgot until I just started naming them off. But I think that was, I did, but I mean, I don't got them out in front of me right now. So sorry. (laughs) So prepared I am. But no, I I know for a fact that just naming off those and I've taken care and accomplished all of those things, obviously, um, of being a coach, being a trainer at Burn Boot Camp, being a coach at Ponets, and um, getting my CCW. So. I'm lit. You knocked some of those off your list already. Definitely did. And um, toss it over to you, wifey. How about you? What you got written down? What did you accomplish so far? Accomplishing? Um, in terms of just my list in general was obviously that half marathon that I kind of coerced you into doing with me. Um, I don't know, getting back to guitar, just being self-taught, trying to make time for it. Um, A lot of mine, I think, were more personal development stuff, trying to manage Mm -hmm. some of my stress and anxiety and finding a different way to channel it. Obviously getting into shape with that half marathon, getting rid of some of that extra baby weight we've been carrying around, feeling like a present mom and wife, trying to put my best self forward, Every day. You're doing a heck of a job, baby, and you look Thank amazing. You, you look you. amazing. Thank I was you. looking at you. Um I think it was it was today. I'm trying to think specifically what you were doing, but you were just walking you just walked into the kitchen. I was just like it's like, yo. Like just last year this time, obviously things were different, but it was like wifey made progress. Like, like wifey look like a new one. I do wifey. Oh, wifey's <laughs> like clothes got, fit better. I just got it. It just made me feel like some kind of way. I kind of gushed about it in the inside, but no, nah, you've definitely been putting in work. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's my baby. We've been putting in a lot of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pandemic, although unfortunate, was both a blessing and a curse. I've been saying that a lot. It's been the best year and the worst year, literally. Like It has been it's crazy been. in terms of the fact that I never thought so many things would be shut down and we'd be walking around with masks. The introvert in me is okay with this social distancing and six foot difference. Yeah. Had everybody like. Yeah. Oh, pandemic. What? Like, seriously. Who would have thought? But I enjoyed having those extra days home from work Facts. to be with my kids. And you, Absolutely. obviously. But mm-hmm. Just in general, those were some of the things I think 
I had prayed for, but I didn't see coming so quickly, just being fulfilled, being able to be here more with the kids during the day instead of only seeing them for those three or four hours outside of work before bedtime when you're also trying to tackle all the other household chores. It's rough and, you know, they call that adulting. <laughs> That's what they call that. But, you know, we're we're working to a place where we're just trying to get comfortable. We're trying to get comfortable to where, you know, we got to work for that. Hey, you can just leave and have X amount of time off away from your job to do family things, take a vacation or just chill in the house and again like you said take the kids to school and be able to make them breakfast and that tradition of you know and i'm looking i'm kind of looking forward to that seeing how that's gonna be like when they getting into like up elementary fourth fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade and it's like everybody's up now getting ready that makes my mom heart so sad breakfast getting <laughs> why because i'm not even ready for her to start kindergarten <laughs> oh man I think there is something, I don't know, maybe most men, not just you, but I can think of my dad specifically who they don't enjoy that infant stage because a baby doesn't need physically that like emotional attachment to a man Mm -hmm. versus to mom because you're either nursing, you've carried them, that like comfort level that they get with mom versus dad, not that you're not equally important. But a baby is generally right. closer to no, mom. Yeah. It's no, it's no competing with mom. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, and I had to learn that. Like, and not to say that I was treating it as a competition, but it was just like I had to learn. Like, it's no, you're not mom. Like, mom, they do separate things. So that's why I was called mom, dad. You know, but um, and you made me lose my point because you said oh, something. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> About me not being ready for her to go to school. I don't know. Whatever. But yes, yeah, I mean, she's getting ready to. Start kindergarten. I know. That makes me sad. But I can think of like you and my dad both saying like, oh, I wish they were oh, a no, little that's bit older. What, that's what it was. I Not that I don't enjoy the infant stage. I mean, I, I do. I like it. But I just, I'm, I get my little mm-hmm. taste of it and I'm ready to move on. Like, yeah. it's like, because it's not going to well, last forever. So. When they're more independent, they're more playful, is more fun in terms of like a man's perspective. Because then you can do things with them. Moms are cool to just nap and cuddle, or at least most moms. I am. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss about the baby stage. They're right. easier to confine. They don't talk back. You don't hear mom, mom, mom all day. Oh, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, like I said, we got, I don't know how we get into the kids was crazy. Well, obviously we were talking about just being home, the pandemic and things like that, but you can tell, you know, that's that was parents for you. <laughs> Get on a nice little long tangent, you know. Pandemic uh, parents yeah. where everybody's stuck at home with their kids. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I can only imagine the ones, you know, we know. Shout out Jerry and Brianna Gates. Like I said, they three girls, two dogs. Like, I can only busy. imagine how that is yeah, super busy. Um, imagine having six. Yeah, people, yeah. I mean, the lady that did my hair was telling me she has six kids. That's like you. Could you imagine if the pandemic hit back when you had, <laughs> when you was with your your brothers and sisters and y'all all under the same roof? Oh, man. 
Yes and no. I because how old I how old were you at that time when you guys were all under the when we all lived in the same house? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to think. My older siblings are in there. Amy and I have a ten year age gap, so that would have been. Some years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. Many years ago. But you have to remember, like, there's a significant age gap between my older siblings and I. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask, like, because yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, I've, because I said that to my boy Charlie, you know, obviously talking about them suspending our football season of, like, I couldn't imagine being in my senior year in high school, the team that we had. Like, yo, we can't play football? It's crazy. Granted, I would have been safe and, you know, secure from a football standpoint of already having my scholarship from Bowling Green. Cause you know, most kids, like I said, they need that they need that season. So I was I was safe there, but just a simple fact, like I said, we had a squad, we had a team, we went to the States, and just to think that that possibly could have never happened if this was like 10 years earlier. Crazy. I just think of the memories that you're missing out on. Not even just the fact that you need that season to play for a scholarship. No, but yeah, I think that all of that. Yeah. I mean, my senior year, they went to state. Like you miss out on all those yeah, games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All those all like that. That game before, bonding memories. That game before we made it to state, we won on the last play. Very last play of the game. Clock went zero zero point zero over with. Memories right there. We had that bonding moment. We probably, like I said, never would have had that. Man, so I feel, definitely feel for our players and every other player team, high school that's going through this right now. Like I said, it's truly unfortunate. And, again, something that we definitely didn't foresee happening. But we are in the middle of it and trying to do our best to stay above water and, you know, keep it. Do you think they'll have a homecoming dance? Yeah. No. Well, I'm just saying, like, they didn't have prom. I don't think so. Oh, that's so so. sad. Right. One of these. Super sad. Super, super sad. But we still got to attack our goals. We still got to, you know, finish the year strong. I'm a, you know, firm believer in that. I'm always got to finish strong. You know, no no matter how you start, you got to finish, finish it out strong. So, um, we got on here, you know, are we on track with our goals that we have set and um, or has the pandemic stalled them? So obviously it's yes, stalled football, you know, although I did accomplish that of getting like the paperwork and all of the legal things and the technical things to make me a coach, I guess on paper, whatever. Yeah, I've you got your CCW. Yeah, did all of that stuff. So, yeah, definitely kind of put a, a stall and a halt there football for sure um training no because we're still working shout out burn boot camp centerville come see us four weeks 99 dollars unlimited we have not been running as much though since that we too. found out that the half marathon was deferred until that next too. year that too that too because we was definitely getting it in on the running tip for real like i felt real good about that shout out my man anthony we ran five miles one day i was super proud of myself for that because i feel like i ain't that's been a it's when been the last time you ran that it, long many years ago <laughs> it's been many years ago since i ran like that so 
that was um that was definitely something good. But yeah, so yeah, shout out Burn Boot Camp Centerville. Um, that's definitely been something that I have my back pocket being a trainer and something that I've accomplished. Or no, no stalling there. Um, uh, what about you? No, nothing. So I lost. I would say most of the baby weight. Well, we got the podcast up and running. That's so. true. We did get that. Yep, started. that was definitely one of our goals as well. Uh, which was still a shock to me. I don't know what you were listening to that day. I know we were in the kit in the living room, kitchen or something. You just walked up behind me and was like, "Babe, I think we should start a podcast." I, I and I think you were on your phone when you said it, so you must have been seeing or looking at something. something. Probably listening to something else, and I thought, I feel like we always have so much to say. Why not put it somewhere where we could play it back? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was all for it. To be honest, I was probably listening to Dave and Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. I thought, how cool to do a podcast with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know I interrupted you before I said that, but you said definitely losing the baby weight for sure. Yeah, I've lost most of it, if not all of it. Still not where I want to be, but better than you know where we were in January mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely baby quarantine I would say stalled some of that just because we're stuck in the house we have nowhere to go and then it became a challenge of who's gonna run when and we were when eating the kids crazy go down for naps I mean we weren't eating crazy but no but there was more access to junk food and we were less likely to meal prep because we knew we weren't leaving the house mm-hmm. some days. I obviously still had some work during the week, but it was a lot easier to prep meals when you knew I, I'm going to be stuck at work. I need to take whatever I'm going to eat for the day versus just sitting around the house. So that kind of right. stalled. But we're picking back up. I started doing those 5 a.m. classes at the gym <sighs> since I can't, you know, do Super proud things. of you for that. Thank you. Because... When I started working there, March 16th was my first day and my last day. It was crazy. Until June. <laughs> Until June, right. It was crazy. Um, ever since I started there, you know, I've been trying to get, you know, wife and get into the gym with me. You want to work out. Like, and That's a tough schedule, though. Their it is. hours it, of operation are not no, compatible it, with my work schedule. It definitely isn't. And um, like I said, it's definitely taken into account, but... I wasn't asking asking you to go every day or right. you know anything like that. I just wanted to get you in the gym, you know, get around people. There's a few ladies there that you know. I don't know, like I said, y'all not on speaking terms or anything like that. But I haven't even because one she comes often, and the other one she doesn't doesn't come as often. I don't think. Hmm. Either way, wanted to get my baby in the gym because Cross said training. they had. Canceled, canceled our marathon. We wasn't running. We was doing the home, the home quarantine workouts. You got the manual treadmill. Was Those doing are hard that. to run on. We was doing that in the morning. So definitely stuck to your goals, and we definitely tried to adjust and adapt to the pandemic and still reach and accomplish some of our goals. So round of applause to the Birums because we for sure, for sure did that. And shout out to everybody else, anybody else who um, who who did the same thing. Any goals that that you had set at the top of the year and you either accomplished those or on track to accomplish them, 
didn't let the pandemic derail you or you know block you from from reaching those goals and accomplishing those goals so yeah 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 moving right along so yeah what's this 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 was something i mean she wanted me to i was like half in half out you were more like um, a quarter of the way right because my plate was full like and i you know i didn't want to tell wifey no you know but my plate was honestly full like okay. I, I was just so much elizabeth joined me because so. I, I picked up reading because of you like that was like, like I, babe yeah, you just got me back in the it's like you just got me back in the reading and like you dumping in something. It was like, oh my God. Okay. Wasn't like, dumping. Yeah. I asked you. No, no, no. Hey, I mean, yeah, bad choice. Me? Yeah, bad choice of words. But I'm just saying, like, you was like, oh, babe, come on. Uh, it was another one I coerced you into, <laughs> just like the half marathon. Man, I said, hey, fellas, my, you a husband out there. You are, you know what it is, man, you know. And it's crazy. That's, you know, can't live with them, can't live without them. We're just making each other better. That's what makes it Absolutely. So, yeah, go ahead and explain okay, it. Babe. So for Keep those it. of you who may not know who Rachel Hollis is, I'm a huge fan. I came across her books probably in, what, 2018, I think is when I got the first one when we were pregnant with Ryan. So I was kind of in a funk, wanted to better myself, but I didn't know where to go from there. So I found Rachel Hollis. Um probably was some ad for her book that came across on Facebook or something. I was like, okay, and I'll check it out. Well, I started following them on socials and podcasts. And because of quarantine and everyone being home, they launched a program called Next 90 Days. Typically, they do this type of program at the last 90 days of the year, and they call it the last 90. Um, But with quarantine, everybody's at home. Let's give them a goal. We'll do Next 90. And I wish it was still available on their website. It was a free program, I guess you could call it, but essentially was drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water every day, dedicating. Definitely participating in that one. Yes, that was a good one. Um, Dedicating an hour of your day, whether it's the first hour or, you know, splitting it up. And I kind of do that already. So it was like, okay. Yeah. Dedicating an hour of your day to your goals, something, whatever it may be, use it for prayer, journaling, or whatever, something that betters you. Um, what was the other one? Giving up a food item for 30 days, more so just making a commitment to yourself that we weren't really that good about. Let's be real. I know I'm not because I have a sweet tooth. But more so just making a promise to yourself and deciding that you're not going to break it. That was you know, hit or miss for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what was one of the other ones? That was what, three? It was five. Oh, gratitude. So you're naming five things every day that you are grateful for. Not just like your own health, unless that's something that you struggle with. But like, say you had a great cup of coffee or your kids sat quietly and played together for 30 minutes. I don't know. Something that oh, again, made yeah. your day. Say morning, hydrate, move, fuel. Yeah, and 30 and minutes grat- a day. Yep. And so gratitude. 30. 30 minutes of activity, something to move your body every day. So most of those were like a good thing for us. The food thing was more so a hit or miss. Uh, When I came across her, the gratitude journal practice that she does is naming the five things that you're grateful for and then 10 goals that you want to accomplish over 10 years. So some of mine were being like that I'm a patient wife and mom, that I'm giving my best self to my family every day, that I am 
present, um, playing guitar, running a half marathon. Those were some of the things that I tried to lay out for myself over the course of the next 10 years or the one year, whatever your time frame might be. Mm-hmm. You can check her out online. They have a whole journal, priority planner, things like that. I, just to put you on that track of living intentionally, uh, making life happen for you instead of just reacting to whatever life throws at you, which I really liked. I think that was what resonated with me and what made me want you to do that with me so that we had a common goal, something to keep each other accountable, which I really liked. And we were mostly successful. Yeah, for sure. And I like it too. And, you know, living, like you said, that's something that you really like to do. Live with, live with intention as opposed to like, again, you kind of correlate people with saying, well, you're taking things that life's throwing at you and you just, you know, going rolling with the punches as a kind of just going with the flow kind of attitude or whatever, as opposed to being detailed and being planned out and executing everything, living with a purpose, living with intention, having something, you know, meaningful that you're trying to, you know, reach and accomplish. I, I can relate to it. And I felt like definitely we did complete most of it outside of, like I said, the, the food was a yeah, hard one. The food was definitely. Was definitely I just don't hard. have that much self-control. I wish I did, but I don't. Them, uh, it is what it is. Them coffee mug cakes. Mostly just chocolate in general, but yeah, I do. I'm a sucker for a mug cake right now. But yeah, it's, it's never too late to, um, to go and check that out. Like I said, it was definitely... Something um pretty sick. So it's the Hollis C O dot com. T H E Which I have a feeling Hollis two L's. They I haven't announced it yet. dot com. But they will probably do the last ninety. So I could see that challenge rolling back around at the end of the year. Yeah, it was um it was it was pretty dope. So I do appreciate you for including me in that. Uh like I said, that with that water, it was like I said I was in that time of like decide i was like all right i gotta start getting fit getting back active if i'm gonna be a trainer because who am i to you know give advice to people if i'm not at the top of my a game and at the top of my health so it's a daily grind it's a daily grind it's a daily struggle it's hard but gotta be mentally hard and mentally focused strong to do it yeah and i think even just some gotta have your blinders on some of those practices even just carry on into everyday life. It's something that Mm -hmm. I took out of next 90 into any day that follows. They also sell their start today and their priority planners. If that's something that you're interested in at target, Mm -hmm. this is not a plug for them. I don't personally know them. I just enjoy their products. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. It's all good. Did you notice a difference, babe, aside from just reading and drinking all the water? (laughs) I don't know. Is that because you were only halfway in? I mean, uh... Kinda, maybe, but 
Like I said, then again, I my mind, like I said, I be everywhere. Like I is again, I feel like I'm, my plate is always full. I'm at the gym. I'm here trying to squeeze in reading. Then I gotta go football, and then I gotta go uh, do something, and then I'm like back at the gym, and then I'm I don't know, and it's just for like so much trying to squeeze in podcast episodes. I'm trying to. No, reach out to such and such. Talk to such and such. I'm trying to plan future stuff. I'm trying to do everything that I can. Okay, maybe I should buy you a priority planner. I don't know. I don't know. Then I, I get too busy to even look at it. That's why I be mad at myself. Stuff that I keep in my bag, like saying like journals and pens and paper, and other things that I you know would need to write stuff down. I kind of have my thought, and then I'll just swipe up on my phone and I'll open up my notes, and then I'll just write it in my phone and like not even even think twice about it i don't know i get too busy okay get maybe not for you for somebody that is a procrastinator i felt like that was super helpful to me like to know that i have these five things to get done plus you know whatever you know, important things for that day, like washing and folding the laundry or, you know, being specific, I guess, about dedicating time in my day to something instead of just being like, well, I'll get around to it later. I feel like I had to intentionally think about how am I going to lay out my day so that I can squeeze See, it all well, in. See, well, I mean, yeah, like during, like saying at the peak of the pandemic, like I said, which was March and like April. Yeah, but we were already home. I know, but I, I'm just saying like that, you know, like I was, Every hour or two hours, like I'm doing something. Like if something took me longer than an hour, then all right, cool, whatever. I'll stay on it. Then I kind of do like two hour increments or an hour increment. But I was doing something different every hour. And I think even after that, I tried it, but it was obviously based around my work schedule. If I'm at work, I would still try to do it like that too. Like I'll do something work wise for like 30 minutes or 25 minutes, then try to switch and do something else. That might not necessarily was related to work, but I like got to get it done and I can come back and get back to working. But I don't know. I, I, I do pretty well at once. Like I got something that needs to be done or if I'm mapping out a day and then at the end of the day, be like, well, did I do everything I said I was going to do? I do pretty good at that. I get my like 80 percent, 75 percent. I get a C, C plus. I have to see it written down. And even then, sometimes I forget about it. Like. Rather, rather is yeah. It's either if it's written down or if it, I'm going off the top of my head or whatever. I do. I say pretty good at. I like being able to check a box at the end of the day, even though sometimes I miss it because I forget to flip laundry. I know that's oh, one of your pet peeves. Man, yes, I should have said oh, that no. on the last episode. Oh, you should be responsible for all people. the laundry. Let's Sometimes take a poll. My things that don't need to be dried in the dryer, like they need to be but hung up. I'm just let's take a poll, people. And then she gonna say, "I looked up mildew, and this means in twenty-four Man, I don't. <laughs> he does not want it to sit there a minute longer than it has to. But that's like she'll put a load in. Like right now, it's it's night. It's ten eighteen p.m. It'll be washing. So like, let's not pretend today's Saturday night. Let's just say it's a regular, she, it's, it's some Tuesday night. She got to work the next morning. So she put a load in, we'll go to sleep. She'll wake up, 
She'll get dressed, boom, boom, boom. And then just leave and go to work. Because I forget it's in there because it was <laughs> washing like, overnight. Yo. I, I know. And then it's got to like, because like, when I first started noticing that trend, I was like, okay, well, I, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm like, well, you know, what do you, I'll shoot her a quick text or what needs to be dry, blah, 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 whatever. But then, like I said, me, people that know me being me, it's like, I'm like, all right, man, okay. And plus we married. So shout out to my to my married folks out there. Like I said, that little EDB, like I said, they say little things become big things. So I'd be like, all right, look, I'm not about to keep bailing you, bailing you out. I'm not about to be, there's three kids in the house now. Like I said, not got to take care of another kids. Clothes okay, will do a laundry for everybody. I about you too. Oh okay. my. <laughs> Just rinse the plate and put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> oh my God. We're not going to compare a plate in the dishwasher no, just, to some no, laundry. Saying like. No, there's three kids there. Sometimes I'm like, can you please just put it in the dishwasher? That's why people be like, well, she don't do your like you do your own laundry. Yup, I do. Cause I'm sorry, I can't have my clothes sitting there whole day. Like if it's hot out, sometimes I be turning well, the air things. off to save money on the on the bill, and it's gonna be hot, and you got wet clothes in the oh, babe. See, nah, come on. We gotta nip this in the bud right now. You are also <laughs> specific about what you don't want dried what you want absolutely to be hung absolutely up, absolutely even if the tag says that it can be dried absolutely absolutely because you know i got i got certain shirts that you can't you don't like, want yeah, to be dried not they me. can't you don't want them babe you don't, yeah, don't dry bras bras are not that. meant to be dried you dry them every time you try to be nice and flip my clothes Damn. i'm sorry and sweaters some sweaters you can't dry babe this is why we do them separately. Got you. Got you. Definitely one of my pet peeves, though. <laughs> um, but off of that, that was another tangent. Another tangent on all things. Welcome to all things black and white. What is one thing that life has taught you recently? How recent? What are you talking about? Oh, I would just say 2020. Let's. Let's be more specific. What has 2020 taught you recently? I'll go first. Being that I am not <laughs> super adaptable, I like routine. 2020 has taught me that there are times that routine just does not apply. And it changes quick. 2020 taught me that I don't believe in nothing anymore. I'm sorry. I don't. It, it, and nothing seems real. It all seems fake and you can call me crazy, naive, whatever. I don't, that's, hey man, I, I, I don't believe in anything anymore. 2020 made you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, it definitely turned some people into conspiracy theorists because. Some things are looking sketchy. You know, like I'll, you know, I'll post something and then somebody be like, well, you know, it's an argument for everything. Like you can find articles and all of this stuff to support whatever you believe in. Again. And I don't believe in anything. So don't even bother trying to sway me one way or the other because it's not going to, you, you're probably not going to get me. And I don't know. So, um, but 2020 in, uh, in one word, for sure. <laughs> Man, like it's been awful. But I, like I said, it's just nothing seems real. It all seems just literally like a movie. Tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. 
You try to live a normal life. You try to forget about it. Then something else happens. And then it forces people to talk, have a conversation. And then it dies down. And then everybody happy. And then it happens again. And then boom, 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 boom. Just keeps repeating. I would say that happened every other year. But 2020 has magnified it. Yeah. Because we have nothing else to do but sit in the house and think. Just keep repeating. And I I tell tell coworkers this. I tell people this. It's like with this COVID stuff. It's like you, you get all these studies and you get... All of this new articles, new information. And again, it's the same thing. We had this conversation, yo, mask is so dumb. Or people, he, it was such and such guy that, oh, this person died from it. And resting is crazy. And then, again, normal life, everybody's crazy. People still traveling. They wear masks, businesses opening, shutting down. Boom. Oh, such and such just got this. And COVID happened. And he's saying, this is about to close down. And we get another round of stimulus checks and blah, blah, blah. And then, again, same deal. Where's that second round of stimulus checks? Hasn't been signed. Where that money at? Crazy, man. I don't know. It's, yeah. So I can say 2020 has definitely taught me that nothing seems real at all. At all. And I'm guessing that's probably why you put this next question on here. You could spend the next year of your life doing anything you wanted to do. What would you do? It's pretty easy, baby. We going to Bora Bora. We going to an island, Fiji. We going somewhere. We sending postcards. We going to do all the family loving and gathering we can do before we leave. Because when we leave, we gone for that year. I'm telling you. No, we'll have a fun. We'll do like a post every month or something. Post once every month. Like, hey, we doing good. FaceTime everybody for five minutes. Bye. Boom, phone, gone, disappear for a whole nother month, and then we'll see y'all. So, yep, that's what we got. That's what I'm doing. Okay, when I listed those ideas, they were not related (laughs) at all. I was just thinking, okay, we're talking about goals. We're talking about how we're living intentionally. Oh, man, okay, well. No, I mean, that's fine. If you want to go to Fiji for a whole year, I'm down. But that's just not where my mind was going. I was... Well, you, I guess well, thinking, you answer the question then. Okay, if I could do anything over the course of the next year, make or break. To be honest, as many books as I read, I think it'd be cool to write one. But again, I would have to find or make the time in order to do it. Or have a whole year to dedicate to guitar. Okay, something that I, I put down when we had you, kids. Okay, I see where you're going. Then I would... um. But I'm down with Fiji. We can still go to Fiji. We can go to Bora Bora. I would spend a year um, building my gym, getting my gym together. Get my own little athletic facility right. You know, football, basketball, baseball. I know I know everybody in, in boxing, all different kind of stuff. Um, you know, women, kids, don't matter. Man, old man, I don't care. I'm attracting all kind of clients. My gym would be off the hook. So, yeah. Good one. I would definitely spend a year doing that. Try to have it done in six months. And then, obviously, in the next six months, get a do Operations. a hard push. Yeah, do a hard push. Get that thing open. Try to get some, try to get some clientele. Draw some attention. attention you think it would really them, take six months to open it? I mean, get it, no, getting getting it built and all of that stuff. Like I said, would obviously be the 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 
majority of the work. But no, I think it, no, it wouldn't be. But I'm saying, I guess, like, the next to see, like, to for it to skyrocket. And now we talking, hey, next year we opening up another one. Even, even no franchising. Yeah, even here or out of state, anywhere. I don't know. But definitely, you know, want to be my own boss. Want to own it. You got plenty of people you can it. network with that you could open mm-hmm. multiples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I'm sticking with Fiji. We getting out of here. I'm cool with that. <laughs> a year long vacation. We I could do that. I so, think I'd be less afraid to swim if we went somewhere like that and I could see like the water. Why are you scared to swim otherwise? Well, because one, I'm not that great of a swimmer. So if I can't reach, like I can't stand up, then I panic a little bit. Because I, in a weird way, I guess the, bit, the best way to put it would be I don't trust myself to have the... I don't know, I guess, endurance to keep myself afloat. Mm. Um, second is, you don't know what's in the water with you sometimes. That makes me nervous. I'm cool in a pool, but like, I mean, if we're going somewhere like Fiji, like a beach, I need to know what is swimming around me. No, oh, baby, watch out, the crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking like those little sharks that like swim up. Gonna get you close to the surface. I'm weirdly nervous about being stung by a jellyfish. I think I need to see it, even though the jellyfish are mostly clear. In the back of my mind, I'd be saying I don't think that stuff gonna hurt. But be like, oh. until you get stung by one, yeah. What if you have some like weird reaction to what it? What if my tolerance is just I'm gonna just. Ugh. I'm on 10, adrenaline going crazy. I don't feel it. Can't hurt me. Well, you don't know until Bulletproof. it happens. Bulletproof. <laughs> this is why we balance each other. You're less nervous about the things. This time, baby, I'll be bullet. <laughs> why do I like that song, man? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, two more two more topics here. Close it out. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Like I said, sticking with the theme of the podcast, of it being, you know, marriage and race-related and blah, blah, blah. We wanted to, again, you know, lighten it up. But we're going to be switching it up. That's why wifey was like, well, you know, we kind of got some different topics here. You know, we don't, might not want to open up with, with that. So I say, yeah, you're right. You're right. Touche, touche. But, you know, let's still kind of give it to him on just two, just two. I feel like the <laughs> the second one is I already know where you stand with it, <laughs> but it's just let's have a dialogue. Let's talk about it. It's funny. But shouts out to your one of your best friends, childhood friends, Shiloh, Shiloh and Austin, Austin and Shiloh Creative. Y'all go check them out. Great, great photography work, videography, whatever you're looking for in those two fields. They, they got created you. created the cover art for our podcast. They got you. Absolutely, absolutely. They out. got you. Austin and Shiloh, creative. Go check them out. Uh, so based off the first two episodes, she threw this topic at me. 
about how should a all white family discuss race with their kids so they have two boys excuse me wifey's doing a bad job at like filling in you see mm. like i coughed that would have been the co-host job to like just come scoop right well, because in because i wasn't sure talking. where you were going with that but you know what whatever you know that they got two boys oh no but man. i can't read your mind you gotta carry this thing on my back y'all come on man crazy but they have two boys and young boys as well and they've played with our kids and they play pretty well and you know just i guess at that age you would think that a kid does not see color or does not see anything they just see a kid i mean they probably see obviously that the kid has different skin or looks different different, looks different than them but nonetheless it's a kid and like toys i like toys whatever um I didn't really prepare myself for like how would I don't know answer this question, Shiloh. <laughs> but I don't know. Here we go. Take a stab at it. Um, did your family discuss race with you? I mean, obviously, <laughs> she's asking Excuse about me. how do you discuss? You know, how does a white family discuss it? What did you get a conversation like that uh, growing up? This because is I sound, can say that I didn't. Right. This is gonna sound so bad because I. I don't I don't think that I did. Um, I mean, obviously, I guess in the schools, like I said, the all black schools, the teachers are white. So it was like I've seen a white person before. But as far as I guess being a kid or knowing it was always like we associate that with police in, in the black community. Like it was always if you knew how to handle or you were taught to act a certain way with police. So that taught you how to act a certain way around all white people because oh, that sounds terrible hey i mean it, it definitely does or like i said to me this is my opinion this is how i'm phrasing it how i'm putting it i'm not speaking for anybody i don't know but this is how again like i'm equating this is how i'm I'm thinking like if i was i think we were taught to be a certain way with the cops and that you know majority of the cops are white so you're gonna be that way around all white people um and like i said it may not obviously be you know around like a female or certain situations obviously may be different and again as you get older it could be different but i mean for the most part i feel like they're not too far off with me and we were watching this um thing shout out emmanuel acho for um yeah for um the uncomfortable conversations with a black man on youtube go check that out it's pretty dope and you're talking about the episode that he had with uh, yeah with Chip the, and joanna Gaines. yeah with the daughter and you know she said are you afraid of white people when he was like or are you scared white people said i'm cautious very cautious and i mean that's that's the truth you got to be cautious it's it's i don't know it's a fine line it's a fine line but when you get down to it with kids you just gotta i mean because it starts at home is hate is taught love is taught that's what they say right so i mean it just comes down to what you're teaching them at home and you definitely got to teach them that all black people aren't bad just like all white people aren't bad 
there are bad white people. There are bad black people. Your job is to see the good in people. And if they prove you wrong, if they do anything to harm you or those that you love, then you got to lead them, lead that person alone, but don't carry that experience to the next one. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to do that. Like with a kid so young, so you got to like, you know, you got to ease into it at the right time. I feel like with Alana, six, five, six, set like those right there. You got to, all right, it's got to, it has to start sticking that, you know, you're, you're black, they're white. You shouldn't not like them because of the color of their skin is how and the way they treat you. So. That's um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. And if you haven't, you really should go watch that series on Netflix. Yeah, let me see if I can. Uh, what, wait, what's what's it talks with an un- no, 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 no. That's actual- on YouTube. That's on YouTube. Oh, is that not? I not was thinking Netflix. YouTube. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> and it's YouTube. coming to a book. Shout out to Oprah. It's getting ready to. They're getting ready to like put it in book format. But um. Get ready to but it's called up. an uncomfortable talk with a black man, right? Uncomfortable conversation, conversation with a black, black man. man. Check it out. The episode with Chip and Joanna Gaines, I feel like, I, honestly, it made me tear up because I think there were questions that their kids were asking or that they personally were asking that had not, I guess, come to mind because nobody had ever asked me or I had never heard somebody say, are you afraid? Of white people. Um, I think from a personal experience, no, I never had that conversation that I can recall with my parents. Um, Welcome to another episode. Oh, here we go. If we truly want to bring forth change, it not only starts with you and I, but it's also about the next generation. So I'm privileged to be joined by Magnolia co-founders, but more importantly, parents of five, Chip and Joanna Gaines. How are you all? We're good. Doing great. Thank you. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Um, like I said, just to guess like some saying some kid questions. But um, I said Shiloh and, you know, Austin, I think, you know, at, at the right time, um, I'm drawing a blank on their names right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> on the boys. Oh, on the Mac boys and name. Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac and Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was drawing a blank. But I feel like because, yeah, Ollie's the oldest. Um I feel like it's too, I don't think right now, you know, it's the time to like, you know, get too in deep with that conversation. But I would test the water and say, hey, you know, do you know the difference, I guess, between like black and white or like, do you know that? Alana, like for example, yeah, I would say. Do you acknowledge? Yeah, or do like you do recognize you, yeah, that Alana is black or that has different skin than you? Um, for like, because what is he for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I say like four or five. I feel like that's a pretty softball kind of question, you know, to you know just tee it up for him to be like, all right. Be prepared for some crazy answers, though, because Alana <laughs> went to daycare and started pointing out who was white, who was black, who was brown, because they weren't quite Daughter in either box. No filter. 
none. We picked her up from daycare. I kind of love like, it. I though. am so sorry. I kind of love it. That was quite comical. Of course. Now you came with Drake, Gella, Duke, Emmy, and crew. And I want to get to that, that uh, question though. Chip, why was it so asked. important that you bring your whole family here for this conversation? Oh man, when I saw your video, and it's been a couple weeks back now, I can't believe how. Uh, Again, uncomfortable conversations with a black man, Emmanuel Acho, former football player, what you have to say on YouTube. Well, check it out. Uncomfortable conversation with a black man, honestly, is exactly what we need for this exact time. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Why All right, are you? And so my sister got attacked by a dog when she was younger. So now as a 29 okay, here go, perfect. color, because there's a and what's the best way to move forward? Ooh, best that we place. raise our kids to see color because there's a beauty in color and there's a beauty in culture. Yeah. So I'm first generation American. And so I didn't grow up with any animals. I didn't grow up with any dogs. And so my sister got attacked by a dog when she was younger. So now as a 29 year old man, I can't decipher between a dog that's a threat wow. and a dog that's just a pet. Wow. Because I didn't grow up with any animals. And I think that if we don't see color, if we don't expose our children uh, to different colors, two different races, then it'll be the same thing. As a white kid who becomes an adult, you won't be able to decipher the difference between a black man that's a threat and a black man that's just black. Sure. A, a black person won't be able to decipher between a white person that's a racist yeah. sure. and a white person who's just white and may happen to be racially ignorant. So I, I think there's a strength, there's a beauty in seeing color. I don't like the concept of color blindness because colors and cultures are beautiful. It's kind of what makes us human. You exactly. know, everybody's got their own. Very, very, very dope, man. And I like I like that analogy. Um, he's pretty good at using those. I was trying to find a question. I was asked by the daughter. But, I mean. Check out the video. Pretty spot on. They're like, what, 10, 10 minutes long? Yeah. Some of them. Um, like I said, he got, you know, that conversation with the family. He did an interracial episode with a couple I mean, you can call them celebrities. I didn't know the the black girl and the white dude. Oh, she was on the Bachelor. But yeah, they were the Bachelor. That that field house. That's not. I mean, I ain't in there. I don't be watching all that stuff. But the other two, they were athletes. I know them. Um, Lindsay. Well, not know them personally, but I said I know them. They're athletes. No of them. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Vaughn, Olympic skier. They she's a gold medalist, and PK Subban, who is a one of the only black players in the national hockey league he's a goalie because i recognize the other couple and not the athletes <laughs> right which is cr yeah, it is it's crazy it's okay um yeah he's from canada so yeah they they did that episode he did an episode with matthew mcconaughey did a bunch of like i said some good content and uh, i really do appreciate him for starting that open that up and getting people to talk you know gotta have uncomfortable in, in order to get comfortable well, I think also just having those talks with your kids are important um, in terms of how I typically approach it with Alana, just personally, is like, I think we talked about this on one of, other, uh, one of our other episodes is not even so much pointing out specific cultural things, but even just like the physical aspects of being different, how, you know, the amount of melanin in someone who's black benefits them based on where they regionally are located. Um, I actually get a little sad when Alana tells me things like, Oh, I wish my hair was straight like yours because 
I think it's kind of one of those grass is always greener situations where I'm like, well, her hair is beautiful. It's curly. It's, you know, it is specific it's to long, her. It's smooth. It's silky and all <laughs> of that. Yeah. So I don't, we just, we have frequent conversations about like, okay, our livers, our stomachs, our tongues, they all do the same thing, but your skin benefits you based on your history. Um, I think as she gets older, we'll probably broach more of those topics about, you know, certain hairstyles, where they came from, why they are important culturally. Um, but even just some of those basic things that you can just say, you know, you see somebody with a darker skin complexion, if they didn't live in America, if they lived, you know, where you would other, where you would see other darker complected skin tones, it's because of where they are from that melanin helps not absorb the sun where they would live is more sunny than European countries, things along those lines. And I'm a dad. I can't talk to my daughter about, you know, straight hair and all of that stuff. And like, it's cause it's, it's, it's super, also a different bond. Like, she doesn't bring it up to you. Right. Yeah. And like, and it's different. It's even like I said more confusing, you know, just with black women, like that whole hair culture thing. Like it's, it's crazy. So, is you know and it's, it's it's crazy and it's gonna be even more crazy with how right. i approach it yeah with ryan you know having a son being a black man and having to be like yo you mean because i was just talking about it i think it was either earlier today or yesterday last night like man dude you don't got a hairline like he's gonna have he's gonna have i feel he's gonna have white people hair he's gonna have that kind of white boy flow like he's not gonna have a razor sharp hairline. Like we ain't going to get waves and all of that. I don't see because some you know mixed kids can have waves and can still have a, you know all that razor sharp hairline and crazy hairstyles. But I don't see that for our boy. I don't see that for my son of him having that kind of hair. I think he's gonna have that kind of mixy white boyish hair. But I think we try to do a good job of which is, celebrating. You know, which is, you know, it's cool. It is what it is. Like I said, we're going to celebrate it out. Try to get some braids out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Not right now. We'll see. We'll see. But it's um, it's funny and it's going to be, again, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But we got to, it's going to be uncomfortable. But we got to have those conversations and, you know, prepare them. If you start those conversations life. earlier, they're mm -hmm. probably going to be less awkward. Cause they can retain it, keep it, recognize it. And again, you know, surround, you know, your kids around. Get them some black friends. Find some black friends. Like I said, I feel like Austin and Shy, they got some. I don't, I'm, maybe, I don't know, outside of me. I don't know. He just, Austin would just assume, like, he would have at least one black friend. But if not, or Shiloh, at least one black girlfriend. But if not, find you some. Find yourself some some black friends around your kids with different ethnicities and other cultures and have them experience things. And because it starts at home, it starts in home. And the younger, the less awkward it is. Mm -hmm. Facts. So the last one, <laughs> like I said, I've, I know where wifey stand with open mm -hmm. marriages. Um, That's a no. Won't be no entanglements over here. Um, going down like that and like I said you know where I stand with it too no but if I gotta be funny and I gotta poke fun at it 
I got to live vicariously through somebody. I mean, hey, man, if a dude can be able to pull that off, man, hey, more power to you. That's what's up. That's dope. I mean, but, hey, it ain't for everybody. Personally, I think I'm, I hate to say possessive, but I guess that is the closest word to it. Like, feeling like you are my husband. I'm not about to share you with anybody else. But even just so in a more general aspect, how do you balance relationships with more than one person? Because I think, I mean, even like our personal pet peeves with each other. Can you imagine having two, three? Look at sister wives. He's got like four. Can you imagine having to deal with four wives and they I mean, might I all like have that, different flaws? And it definitely says a lot about the woman for real even you can say that in a good way or a bad way whatever well i'm sure there's it also a, it says a lot about her relationship obviously the there's man probably too, more men but yeah for sure but still just for like the again because like you said like i know my wife like she ain't you know we possessive and like i said me too like I ain't about to nah man because like what if the can a can a woman like have more than one husband like well i would imagine there are relationships on? like that because I ain't not, you're not about to have no another dude. No, um, just like just wifey about to say no. We're not about to have no another girl. Like no, like I, it is is crazy. So I if yo man, female down with that, was, man's able to pull that off. I was just having a conversation with my coworker, mm. one of my coworkers about this uh, one day last week, where somebody that she went to school with married, and then I don't know. I don't even know how many years ago it was, but they decided to, I guess the lady started out as a nanny and they decided to go overseas. I don't know if it's like Switzerland, Sweden. There is some country over in Europe that allows you to marry more than one person. So somewhere in Europe, they have a marriage license that says the three of them, the man and two wives are married. They are the shameless thruple, you could say. But the United States doesn't recognize that marriage. I want to know how that works. Because at one, she was telling me at one point, the new wife left the home for whatever reason. I don't know if they weren't getting along or what. But the kids were sad. The wife was sad. The husband was sad. Like they unanimously all wanted this second wife to be a part of their family again. And to me, that blows my mind. I have some questions. I need to know how do you decide who sleeps in the middle of the bed? Do we all sleep in the same bed? Or are we doing this sister wife style and you get a cul-de-sac and everybody has their own house and you have to, as the man, jump from one house to the next? I'm sorry, I would lose it if I saw you being affectionate with somebody else. I personally cannot tolerate that. That wouldn't make me so I mean, then you would, you would be the head wife then. <laughs> like you would be you would be number one like you would probably have to be like all right look you got five minutes with this one ten minutes with this one then you got an hour 30 minutes with right. me. like i don't know <laughs> but if i gotta be like if i had a wish and or what i ain't gonna say if i had a wish but if like no hall passes no <laughs> no like if if just for shits and giggles if we were down with that and and I had like if I had two, three wives or whatever, I mean, we we're all gonna be under the same roof. Y'all not sleeping in the same bed. 
I don't know. It had to be shifts or something. Sister or maybe, wives. Or maybe two in a bed. Okay, so my mom and I and Elizabeth used to watch Sister Wives on TLC. And all the wives have their own house. So he would spend one night with one wife. And then the next night he'd spend at the other wife's house. And kind of just bounce around. I feel like you would feel a little homeless. Like are there houses? Like I'm saying. Like, They're is in it, a cul-de-sac. It's a, com- it's a community? Okay. They have their own that cul-de-sac. Cool too. Where they but built houses. I say houses. we all on the same roof. Well, before that's they, cool. Before they moved to this cul-de-sac and invited the fourth wife in, they're all spiritually married. He's only legally married to one. Before that, they had a giant house where the three, the first three wives each had their own floor of a house. And at that point, you just have to you know, rotate nights on each floor. And even that, to me, would be really annoying. And then I also feel like people that do enjoy that lifestyle, they don't they don't see like it's a different kind of intimacy or different kind of feeling, I guess, when it comes to like sex and things like that. And I don't know. I, I just feel like your whole mental and mind state got to be whole different level, or some holistic kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. You got to be. I feel like you'd have to be super adventurous. Ugh. I don't even. We, I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't even be interested in the whole swinging thing. Like, let's go out and have another couple to hang out with in that aspect because that to me just throws me all off. I don't want to see you be affectionate with anybody else. That is not me or our kids. Me neither. But I do. These polyamorous relationships, I have questions. Just saying. It ain't for everybody. If you're listening and this lifestyle works for you, we have questions. And kudos. Please that's message what's up. us. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Kudos. But you can call it weak-willed. You can call it not strong. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I'm not down with, again, like I said, wifey We're too not. jealous. You know I'm saying? Yeah. Call, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. I'm jealous. Is, no, I don't care. No. No. I'm glad she's it's saying that to It's not for us. That's what I'm saying. That's how I know, you know, wifey ain't going nowhere. Because, again, like I said, if she's saying that and she can... Oh yeah, like what? That's crazy. How can you say that? But can go off and like yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This thing forever, for real, for real. But so again, call it what you want, whatever. But But for real, send us a message because I have questions. I need to know how this works. Is this a discussion that you have once you enter this polyamorous relationship? It's a whole different tax bracket. It's above our pay grade, Mister President. How do you decide? (laughs) Who takes what last name? Or do you change your last name? We about to watch Scandal. (laughs) I just have questions. It's above your pay grade. Logistically, I have questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we share the same bed? Who sleeps in the middle? Is there affection outside of the thruple? Or is it like one-on-one? Are you guys (laughs) jealous of each other? I have questions. Like getting it in. Yeah, but if you had two wives, would you be jealous if they were affectionate with each other and not you? Hmm. Maybe. Good song. To know that. It's a great episode, baby, over an hour. Our first time getting over an hour. Is it really? 
appreciate y'all for rocking with us tonight. All things black and white podcast with the beerums. Yeah. Touch yourself when you see me. Tell me how you love my body and how I make you feel, babe. You wanna roll with me, you wanna hold with me, you wanna stay warm and get out of the cold with me. I just love to hear you say it makes a man feel good, babe. Tell me you depend on another great episode. Amazing, amazing. Can't help myself. How does it feel to know that I love you, baby? I'm lost without. Make sure you go follow us. Em underscore J nine o seven. Instagram and Twitter O-B-O-I-9 underscore or no underscore on Instagram and Twitter We cool on Facebook I never did go figure out if you can actually follow just random profiles I don't even know if our profiles are set up for that Well we don't have a we don't have a podcast um, page page because I don't like I just feel like juggling too much too many pages we'll get there one day youtube page coming soon you can find us on anchor spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, a lot of platforms we everywhere we everywhere check us out welcome to welcome to welcome to all things black and white Episode 3 we Appreciate all the support All things black and white podcasting And I am your host Marcus With my lovely Beautiful wife The mother of those beautiful babies Thanks Emily Joe, Biram Oh baby Oh darling Oh baby I always like to think I can sing But I don't know I can't. It's cool. Your little jam sessions are entertaining enough. Love to make you laugh, baby. Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to all things black and white.